You're listening to the Intel by Aura podcast. Hey everyone, Hedgie Bartall here, Senior Director of Business Development at Aura. Now on this episode, I had a chat with Bobby Haskins about the ORC trends and themes we're seeing in North America. Now, Bobby is Aura's VP of Retail Partnerships and like me, comes from a retail background. But unlike me, he was a retail executive and lucky for me, one of my customers. Now, we covered what we're hearing around the retail community from challenges and findings to new tactics and strategies that are working. We covered the difference between a scalpel and a hammer. Well, I mean, kind of. We spent some time talking about the evolution from reporting to actionable intelligence that allows you to actually do something about it. And we especially spent some time talking about the importance of visibility and collaboration when it comes to fighting organized retail crime. So I hope you enjoy this pod. Reach out anytime and let us know if you need anything at all. Hello, and welcome to the Intel by Aura, the crime intelligence podcast. I'm your host, Hedgie Bartol, and I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Bobby Haskins. We're coming to you guys live from the new, plush, luxurious Denver office here at uh, Aura. And uh, Bobby, uh, welcome. And uh, what exactly is your title now? Uh, the Vice President of Retail Partnerships. Partnerships. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to have partners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's good. So, Bobby, I, I, appreciate- I was going to say a professional BSer, but you know, partners work. Yeah, right? but only so, one of us can hold that. Title. Oh, that is and true. You, and you can't BS a BSer. I can't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of comments, but I, I will refrain from going any further with that. Um, but I, I appreciate you being here. Um, we actually we had a great time last week mm-hmm. in uh, NRF in Cleveland. You know, the party city of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, which actually was a, it was a great time. I yeah. was I was impressed. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland does rock. Uh, they got a great beer scene, which of course you know that goes over well with me. Um, but anyway, you know a lot of stuff happened. We had a lot of great conversations out there, and and we heard a lot about obviously what's a big hot topic is ORC and repeat offenders. Um, what were some of the top things you heard and kind of t- takeaways from NRF? Yeah, I think the first thing, and you know you and I have talked about this even since last week, but the first thing that I heard a lot of was the Everyone's comfortable with sharing or getting more and more comfortable getting more, with yes, sharing. Yes. Like, or uh, collaborating. Collaborating. Yes. Yep. There, every single conversation was, okay, what are you sharing? Who are you sharing with? Like, what does that look like? How are you doing in a controlled environment? Right. You know, so there was a lot of that conversation, specifically in the ORC space of, are you sharing just with law enforcement? Are you sharing with other retailers? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably like the first big theme that I took away from NRF Protect last week. The second thing was... There are a lot of best of breed solutions out there, right? Like not dogs, not dogs, not dogs. Okay, but you know solutions that are really good at these one or two things, right. and they do them really, really well. And the what I was hearing a lot of is, "Hey, you're great at this, and this other solution provider is great at that. I need you two to work together, or I need you three to work together." And it gets into that whole, you know, how can we exponentially grow value for the retail partners um, and and when you think of ORC, that's huge because we know these individuals, these people are doing the same thing at all these different retailers. And there's a lot of different ways that we can identify them mm-hmm. and bring that data into one spot. Well, and that's really, really good and, and uh, very important because I was actually at the LP Foundation uh, town hall. Uh, they had a, a couple of weeks ago and a member of law enforcement was up giving a presentation and they were talking about, you know, being able to prosecute. Right. Yep. And that's one of the challenges, you know, we have today as a retailer uh, is, you know, dealing with what our judicial system allows. And his comment was all the district attorneys and prosecutors out there have said, we don't care about shoplifting. Yep. If you bring us a shoplifting case, we don't care. I'm not going to do anything about it. But the quote was, 
I will prosecute every single ORC case that you bring me. Well, how do you prove it's ORC? Right. I mean, obviously, there are definitions you have to fit into, but by being able to take, you know, uh, a, a platform or, or the data to say that not only is this in, did this individual steal 500 bucks from me, but he stole it from you know 20 other retailers over the course of time across state lines. And, oh, we've identified mm-hmm. where his pawn shop is or his, you know, his e-fencing shop and things like that. And there then you have actionable data, documentable data saying this is by definition and by proof an ORC event. So very powerful. Um, so, you know, it's interesting you, you were talking about the collaboration. That was one of the, one of the hot topics at RELA as well. Uh, the, the discussion of coming together as a community, uh, as a community of retailers, as well as retailers and their solution providers and the community in which they live, their employees, law enforcement, and things like that. Um, but there's also been a challenge where retailers say, yes, we, we want to collaborate more. We want to work together more uh, and, and share. Always careful with that word share. Uh, but they're, they're hesitant because they're worried about legal parameters and what is really happening with my data. You know, speak to that for a minute on as far as the, the fears that are out there around collaborating and sharing. And I've also got a comment if you don't hit on it as well. Yeah, I think you have to be careful with what you share, right? And you've got to be thoughtful and you've got to, you know, I think the biggest piece of all of that is making sure you take around, you take your partners, your trusted internal partners on that journey with you of what are you trying to solve? Why does sharing help you solve that challenge? So your legal partners, your privacy partners, all of those individuals inside of your organization need to be there from day one as you go on this journey. The other piece is, is you have to do it in a secure, trusted manner right now, right? Like, I was at that target for 10 years, right? Communication happens in, in text messages. It happens in emails. It happens in all of these disparate systems. Exactly. And if you don't have visibility to what is being shared, it's tough to follow up on situations when information shouldn't be shared. So it's all about putting it into a secure spot that you at home office, headquarters, whatever, have visibility to. And you know who is getting access what's happening with that and where is that data going that helps your your legal and your privacy partners absolutely an auditable a you know trackable format so you know who is doing what and how and how they're sharing it and you did hit on what i was what i was going to bring up is that the sharing is being done the collaboration is being done but it's being done by and large offline yeah and so as as a corporate entity you don't have any visibility to that you don't know you know you don't have any control over it and it can be very uh very risky So better to have it in an environment where you can control how and where and what and uh, be aware of what's happening within your organization because it is happening. Yeah. And the the challenge with all those different tools on top of the privacy piece is actually it's about time, right? And Mm. it takes you time to communicate that out. It takes you minutes. It takes you days to build that email or that PDF that then you need to send out to the rest of your organization. Well, every second is a second for those individuals, those ORC people to get to that next door, to get to that next mile down the road, that they are a step ahead of us. Uh, and so I think that's the, that's the second largest benefit to collaborating and sharing in, a, in real time is that they're using networks against us. It's our time to use a network against them and start to get ahead of them. Well, absolutely. I mean, if, it's just like the old days of uh, you know, having a fair fight. Well, if it's you against 10 guys, that's not a fair fight. I mean, you might be able to take them, but I, I was going to say me, for you, that's, that no, sounds yeah, yeah. like just Saturday. You <laughs> yeah, know? Right. Well, there have been days. <laughs> um, but, but the reality is if you're fighting a network of, of criminals by yourself, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. 
it's much better to you know, bring together your friends and your colleagues and your compatriots and say, you know, let's let's go at this together. If they're bringing 10 people to a fight, we're bringing 10 people to a fight. Matter of fact, let's bring 11. Let's get the advantage. Um, so, you know, that, that is absolutely key. Now, you touched on something else, and I think it's very interesting. You talked about uh, more on the solution provider side of the house. Yeah. How, you know, this provider is very good at what they do, and they are very good at what they do. And let's face it, you can't be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, through the course of my career, I've worked for companies and, and solutions that have tried, and you just... You cannot be. You don't have the bandwidth in today's world to, to try to accomplish all the things that are out there. So talk a little bit more about that whole vendor collaboration, building the retail ecosystem. I think that's a, a fascinating uh, topic. Yeah. I, you always, I always like to say there's a reason when you use a scalpel and there's a reason when you use a hammer. <laughs> right. And each of those were designed for specific tasks and they do those tasks really, really well. Uh, I really I, hope my surgeon knows this. this yeah, very exactly. Important. Yeah. If he tries to take that scalpel, watch yeah. out. Right. <laughs> but the whole thing there is find those solutions that are best in breed and that do the best of that one thing and then force them to converse with that other solution that does the other thing really, really well. And that's where you start to find those synergies. And in the modern technology, the databases that we're all using, Sharing data between those two organizations should be really, really easy. But you have to, as a retailer, have to say that solution provider A, solution provider B, I know that I will find exponential value if you two work together, do it. And that was a lot of the conversation happening at, at NRF and at RELA. And we're seeing some, some organizations starting to lead in that space and starting to pull together different solution providers and saying, you work together, this is the value, this is the use case that I want to you to focus in on, and, and we go after that. So I think it was it was a great week of those type of conversations. Now you've just got to gotta do the work, right? right. And, and now we got to make, make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, as you know, I come more from the, the video surveillance side of the house, and I can remember back in the day, um, you know, back in the day of DVRs and, and things like that, even VCRs, yes, I'm that old, um, where the, the whole, there was more benefit in being proprietary at mm. the time, uh, because it was viewed as being more secure. Um, but then as technology developed and, and, and really started to, to ramp up, <clears throat> people realized that it was actually more beneficial and not any less secure to be more of an open platform mm-hmm. to where you say, well, you know, now I can layer on other solutions, whether it's analytics, whether it's, uh, uh you know, access control, uh, integrating my EAS and things like that, and starting to integrate, again, that ecosystem created a much more beneficial environment to, to do more, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole kind of thing. And I'm seeing that on the data side. You know, when you've got a, a, a tool that does one data analysis or data aggregation very, very well, and another one that maybe does a, a different part of that, putting them together, <clears throat> then the retailer has the ability to accomplish so much more. Yeah. And I we've talked a lot about ORC throughout this you know, 10 minutes that we're on here. Well, when you're on a website, there's cookies, breadcrumbs. I'm not the technical person, but now I'm getting know, hungry. You know, there's all, there's all these digital footprint items that we have when you're in the digital world. Well, those, there's those type of data points in the physical world too. We Absolutely. just have to figure out how do we get them into one central spot. So when you walk into a store and you're selecting apparel that's got RFID, that's a breadcrumb. Right? Who is selecting that? Who? What RFID EPC is there? 
Where am I moving with it? When I leave the store and I don't pay for it, how do we get that data into one central spot? Because you know that method of offense, that MO, right. they're going to do that same thing, whether they pull the tags in the fitting room, they're going to do that at all these different retailers. But those are digital breadcrumbs in the physical space that we need to get after. And that's where I think the solution provider connected ecosystem approach can just be game changing. If we can start to get all of those different solution providers that capture those Absolutely. different data points into one spot. From EAS, RFID, uh, it, a lot of the in-shelf, smart shelf type solutions and things like that, yep. being able to feed the system and provide more of that data and uh, for analysis and yep. so forth. So, so uh, one of the other things I wanna to touch on while we have a little bit of time is, um, <clears throat> you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that ORC doesn't just impact the, the, the retailer, right? Uh, many folks are like, retailers make a ton of money, they can afford to lose it, uh, not a big deal. But the reality is it's very far reaching. It funds things like human trafficking, drug activity, weapons trafficking, uh, terrorism. I mean, the, the, follow the money, right? I mean, it has been tracked to all these very nefarious things, but it also impacts the customer experience as well, which goes far beyond just, I lost X amount of dollars on the shelf that day Talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, some of the far reaching effects of ORC, as well as importantly, the the uh, customer experience and the impact there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said follow the money. Right. And right. if you start to follow the money, you're going to start to see where the profits from retail crime are actually going and they're impacting violence in our community. They're impacting a lot of different things across this country. Um, so, and I think certain agencies are starting to pick up on that and they're starting to follow the money and they're going to start to see and unearth even more than we could even think of. The other piece is the, ex the other piece is the experience, right? So, you know, as a former targeteer, which I know we've joked about. <laughs> That's like a, a masketeer, times. I think. Yeah. You know, you got, I, you got, do you have special ears? We do, but only for targeteers. Okay. Only for targeteers. Yes. So, but I think back to those days and I think about how, we were so focused on the guest experience and we're still so everyone's still focused on the guest experience. I mean, it was to the point hedge where you had to put the certain number of coats of wax on the floor because it, ref, it reflected the light in the right way. Like we That's thought cool. so much about that guest experience. It's important. It's critical. And now if you have someone coming in and making a bad stop, if you have someone coming in and being violent, like that negatively impacts the experience and just not being able to get the product on the shelves exactly, as a consumer, right? Like as they make their way from that parking lot through that front door, get to the zone one, as Dr. Reed would say, shout LPRC, out to Reed, you know, get to zone one and they're trying to select a product. It's not there. That is negative experience throughout. And these ORC individuals, these repeat offenders are the ones that are causing that. And that actually to me has a larger impact financially uh, across the board for our retailers because Unfortunately, our guests slash customers, they're not really going to, they're not going to keep shopping at Target right. if that negative experience happens. It'll impact the loyalty for sure. They're going to go away from their loyalty. They're going to go to other retailers. They're going to go to the online providers. That's the one thing that they're loyal to right now is how do I get it? How fast do I get it? And what is the, you know, when can I get it to my doorstep or when can I go pick it up? you know, right. drive up and other different options. So they're going to leave. And then that's an even larger financial impact. Right. Yeah. You talked about the, the, essentially the number of people that are causing the problem. What, and I know we have the data. What is that number? Yeah. So when you look at all of our customer data right now is what we're finding is that one in 110,000 guests 
is that red guest, right? That red customer that Dr. Reed would say, the, the person causing the most amount of loss. That's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Can't do it. How do you, how do, you do it if you're not documenting it in a, in a way that will give you actual data? Because I think it's being documented today, right? There are systems out there for uh, recording events, but they're not doing anything to connect dots, collaborate, aggregate the data. Um, so I think that's kind of key because otherwise you're, you're only documenting that, that one in 110,000, you said? Mm -hmm. One in 110,000, you're just documenting it every time they do it. And that's just building up, quite honestly, in a case file. Yep. With, and unless you are you know, a very analytical mind, which I am not, uh, then you don't have any way of being able to go, wait a minute, I think this guy is in my system 20, 30, 40, 50 other times. Yeah. Um, so having that ability to, to bring that bubble that to the surface, I would imagine would be pretty beneficial. And, and you're going to spend hours doing that, probably weeks trying to do that, right? And then you put, you're putting everything into an Excel document or a PDF. I would spend days, not you, just hours. You would, yes, I've seen you use Excel. Yeah. So it would be, yeah, it would be days, right? You put all of that into one spot and those days, those minutes, again, those are the, those are the time that the individual can go from one store to the next. And it goes back to your last, your, your point you made earlier is you've got prosecutors, district attorneys that are saying, show me ORC, I will take ORC every single day. So now if you can show that that individual is hitting your store plus the five other retailers around you, that's organized there retail you crime. You're, that's, that's the other half of this battle is how do you connect the dots that they're hitting not only your stores, but other retailers. And that's how you can put it in front of a DA. Yeah. Well, there you go. So this has been the Intel by Aura, the crime intelligence podcast. But I got to say, you know, Bobby, what has been really nice about the, you know, my favorite part about doing this right here has been. It's definitely not sitting next to me. Well, no, that is a, that is a perk. I, well, I will not disagree. That's a perk. It's good to be face to face. Um, and it's not just being in Denver, which is an amazing city. But probably the best part for me is that I actually have real Internet here instead of uh, back in my home office. So it's been fantastic. So thank you for all of you that have put up with that over all these uh, Zoom and Teams calls. Uh, anyway. That's what you get for living in the mountains. You know, you know what? But there's some other perks. There's too. benefits. There are other perks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all once again for being in on the Intel by Aura, the crime intelligence podcast. If you'd like to subscribe, go to www.aura.co. That is A-U-R-O-R.co or wherever you get your podcasts. So we thank you for being with us and we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>